0: Well, hi everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and for those of you that are new to our show, Alzheimer's Speaks is about sound information, not sound bites. We truly are True Talk Radio with a mission to raise all voices around the world, big and small. That means from the person who's diagnosed with a form of dementia or MCI to families and researchers to support services and education to advocacy and entertainment, everyone is welcome here on the show. So if you're interested um, in chatting and having a respectful conversation, please feel free to join me at 323-870-4602. That's 323 Eight seven zero four six zero two, especially today because we are doing open mic where everyone is welcome to uh, to come and join us. Um, and I know that I understand the frustrations and the needs that exist out there. My mom had dementia for thirty years, and I lived with it right with her. And um, but there's also some really exciting things going on to shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. And I think that we can do that more easily when we share our own knowledge. So today, again, we're going to be uh, talking uh, as open mic where people can call in and share their experiences, their stories, their needs, their, um, you know, just uh, what they're doing out there. Um, What do they think needs to be fixed and what's working well? All of that we want to hear. But before I pull in any of our our callers today, I want to, um, I want to just uh, thank our audience. You see, you guys are all around the world, and your likes, your clicks, and your shares have given us such strength and collaboration, and I really feel that we've built that together and been able to give people a sense of comfort and inspire them to live well alongside dementia as we connect people to services, products, and tools that can enhance their lives. And so, I, you know, I can continue to hope that you will um, share, like, and click away, uh, because it really does have a big effect. Now, I'm always being asked, where am I going to be speaking? And so I do have some upcoming events, so I'm just going to share those briefly. In fact, tomorrow morning on the red eye, I'll be on my way out to New Jersey with Artist Senior Living in Eaton Town. And I'll be doing a family um, presentation In the evening and then a professional one uh in the morning on thursday on march 16th i will be back in minnesota and i will be out at the waters of white bear i'm going to be doing a family program there and then march 31st i fly back out east to pennsylvania with artist senior living in Yardley. and again on the 31st we'll be doing a program for families and then on the first a professional program and then soon as I get home, I'm off to Winona, Minnesota. They are doing a, um, a big week-long educational series down there, and I will be um, screening and doing a talk back on the film, A Timeless Love. So if you're in the area, would love to have you, have you join us there. Now, I am going to go ahead and pull in a caller here. We've got a caller from a 6977 number. Who do I have with me here? Six nine seven seven, are you there? Oh hi, (laughs) Laurie. Oh hi, Suska. I can I recognize that voice anywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, how are you? I am doing wonderful. I haven't talked so what, to you in so long.
0: Oh, God. I, I know. I can't wait to hear your updates on what the heck's going on. Um, for those of you that don't know Susan Collins, who is also known as Siska, she has written an amazing book. I'm going to let you uh, talk about that and has this podcast. It's just wonderful and other things going on. So, Suska, why don't you update us? Because I haven't heard what all you're up to. And she is one creative, fun, Um, inspiring (laughs) person. So I can't, I can't wait to hear what, what you're doing.
1: Well, I'll explain uh, how this all started was I took care of, I'm an artist and a painter and uh, my mom got dementia and I had to leave my studio, which was in California, move to Chicago and take care of her. Um, It was about, I was in Chicago for about four years and it was truly one of the most amazing times I've ever had. Um, it was, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a great deal about my mother that I had no idea. Um, and my approach to it was I'm usually, I was always the middle child, the rebellious kind of artist type and always bumping heads with my mom. And I decided to drop off my, drop all my baggage when I walked into the house to take care of her and live in her world. And it was a memoryless world. And to tell you the truth, it was, it was so refreshing. I remember walking just over the threshold, and I felt like I lost 10 pounds. What I brought to that, to that environment, my mom's house, also took a lot of pressure off of her. And I got to see her for who she is. And it's like taking off that motherhood and the daughterhood and actually seeing the person in front of me. I was shocked. So I ended up taking a million notes, and I wrote this book called Wonders in Dementia Land. A friend of mine said, "Let's go and present it to the American film market," which I did in Santa Monica, and really caught the attention of three producers. One of which I absolutely adore; he's from Berlin, and we're in the process of making the movie. We wrote already two scripts. Um, we received one grant from the German government. We're up. We're just offered. Uh, we just uh, made another um, application for another grant that we're going to be needing, and we're in search now of. I guess I'd, I'd like to say female producers in America, because part of it we'd like to be filmed in Berlin and the other part in LA and the Chicago area. So I'm looking for, we're, we're searching now for film producers in, in our country. In the meantime, instead of an audio book, I created this podcast. And the podcast is just, it's, it's growing immensely. I can't, I, I absolutely love, love doing it. And it's a podcast kind of based on the book, but it goes off into other stories that never made the book, and it's also a visual and an audio podcast. So that's where I am now, and I, I it, boy, I, I don't mean to, when I start talking, see, this is what happens. I never shut up. But I'm also going to be painting, doing paintings on dementia, and hopefully being doing traveling exhibits. Um, and what it'll be like is it It'll have not only ca- huge canvases on the floor, it'll have paintings, um, dementia paintings on the walls, and then massive characters of the balloons that are in the book. So it's going to be like when you go to this traveling exhibit, you'll be walking into dementia land visually, artistically. So I'm kind oh, of excited wow. about that. Yeah, That sounds be really big. cool. Yeah, I think that's going to be, I, I love doing it. I think it's going to be great it's going to be great. So that's oh, I where can, I am.
0: Well, that's neat. Are you going to be taking that uh, and like featuring it at all? I, I can see that in conferences and stuff really well. And then letting people, you know, explore, you know, your book and the film and the podcast and all of that for exposure as well. Cause you just come from this, uh, you know, one of the things uh, folks that I love about Siska is her energy level. She is incredible she's got the most positive energy and she's just what i got to meet her out at one of maria shriver's events several years ago and we instantly became good friends and she's a person you she's almost impossible not to adore because she's just this sweet sincere soul that just comes um comes from everything at this wonderful angle and this wonderful light and i really encourage people to Check out not only your book but your your podcast and um, spread the word of the film. And if you know of any uh, directors or producers, you know, uh, send them her way because uh, she she manifests this so fast and so quickly. It was just like she was talking about it one day and it happened the next. And um, it, it just is it, it, it lifts your heart to listen to how she's approached uh, dementia. Well, you
1: know when you when. When you believe in something and it's so positive, it just it just grows inside you. You can't hold that back, you know and And let's face it, with you and me meeting you is like like minds. We just mm-hmm. you have the same kind of energy, the same kind of I don't know that, that wonderful positiveness. I love it. That's why we click so quickly.
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, tell people how they can get a hold of you, Suska, and where to go to
1: uh, get the book and check out the podcast and,
0: and all of that.
1: Well, the book is on Amazon, and it's Wonders in Dementia Land. The podcast, is it starts on YouTube, but it goes to iTunes and all the others. But on YouTube, it's called Dementia Land and um you can connect me you can connect with me either maybe on the website com, and uh, that's it
0: wonderful well thanks for for calling in and giving us the update i've been you know i i listen to your podcasts all the time and i just i so thoroughly enjoy them and the visuals that you come up with are incredible I mean you will see by listening to just one of her podcasts the creativity in this woman's mind and heart and how she translates that and it just uh, they're just fascinating and they're uh, again they're uplifting and um, will give you great hope and and I think joy you'll you'll walk away with it with a smile on your face and um, and just a new perspective on how to how to look at things, um, and I and I think that carries over not just to dementia, but all of life. You know, just tweaking it yeah. a, a little bit can make a huge difference in how we feel about ourselves and others, and um, how we feel that our day, our day, our weeks, our years are going to progress. And and that's a that's a big gift you're giving to people. So thank you, thank you so much for calling in. How so how are all my
1: friends at uh, By the way, how are all my friends at Dementia Chat? They are
0: doing wonderful. For those of you that don't know about Dementia Chats, uh, Dementia Chats is a conversation that I facilitate with a a kind of a moving panel of people living with various types of dementia. We pick a topic and we just start talking for an hour, and, I mean, they are such advocates, and so many of them are speaking now. We used to do them twice a month. We're only doing them once a month because everybody's scheduled have gotten so busy, which is a good thing. And um, we have new faces and new voices, and we're always looking for more. So you can go to com and find out more about Dementia Chats if you go to our Projects and Initiatives page. And, in fact, Siska was so kind when we were out at this uh, Move for Minds event with Maria Shriver, I think that was back in like 2016, maybe. Um, Oh my God. (laughs) You had, I know, I can't believe it's been that long ago. Um, You had um, just given us this fabulous testimonial about how you binged watch dementia chats because you just found them so fascinating. (laughs) So that
1: was, we still have that up on the, up on the websites. Well,
0: uh, I tell you,
1: and I'm going to, I'm going to repeat it now is, you know, with when you talk to these people who have dementia it's amazing how bright alert intelligent how they even though they have these maybe they don't remember or they change or they were it's it's so fascinating and it's so it's such a open eye-opening thing for people to to listen to it's I, I I cannot say, and to this day, I always talk about it. I will always, if I'm speaking, I will always say, you got to go to dementia chats. This is another thing <laughs> that's just so super cool. So I, I I always add it. I can't speak enough for how great it is. It's really, it's quite eye-opening. I love Evolos people, too. They're hysterical. They crack me up. <laughs> Well,
0: wonderful. Well, thank you so much again for calling in. I really, truly do appreciate it uh, a lot. Okay. And I wish you nothing but the best. And we'll have to just chat offline and, and catch up here soon, too. So you I have a so. wonderful <laughs> week.
1: Okay? Okay. Same to you. Bye. Thanks, Suska. Um, Now, before
0: I call in our next guest, I'm just going to give a uh, shout out to some organizations that I think are doing great work. One is the Memory Cafe Directory. If you're not familiar with that, you need to check it out. It's a place where you can find where Memory Cafes are in our country here in the U.S. But um, David is also putting um, a list together for other countries as well. And it's absolutely fantastic. Memory cafes are for people with kind of early to mid-dementia and their care partners. It's a place where you can really connect with other people, um, speak openly. Um, We we laugh, we cry together, Um, but they're just amazing, amazing groups. And there's over 900 of them now in the U.S., which is just Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. So go to memorycafedirectory.com and you'll find out a little bit more information there. I also want to give a shout out to Keith Gallus who wrote this book called Parental Dementia, A Guide to All the Difficult Questions. And Lord knows when dementia hit, knocks on your door, you are going to have tons and tons of questions and that is perfectly normal. Um, So he he is an executive director with over 20 years' experience, and he has helped families through all their difficult questions. So he put this book together, Parental Dementia, and in every chapter he answers a different question that is most frequent from families. And so it's it's great if you are in the midst of it or maybe you're contemplating it. It's a wonderful gift uh, to be able to give to someone who is. Uh, struggling at Now What Do I Do? Um, you can get the book at, um, at Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and it's also an ebook as well. But if you go to his website, parentaldementia.com, and put in the code Lori, L-O-R-I, um, you'll save uh, $5.99, so nothing wrong with that. So check out the book, Parental Dementia, A Guide Through All the Difficult Questions. Now, I also want to give a shout out because there's been a lot of things going on now with the coronavirus. And so um, here in Minnesota, uh, specifically, I work with a, a group called Roseville AD, and we typically have an educational program every month at the library. Um, or the roseville skating center depends on on where it's located this month it's the roseville uh, skating center and it was supposed to be held this thursday the 12th from one to three and it was on kind of building your medical diagnostic team and that has been canceled because uh, the speaker just came back from a cruise and isn't feeling good so i don't know if he's going to pop up with the coronavirus um, and then another gal who is presenting is also feeling ill, and they just felt it was best to cancel that one, given that, um, you know, there, there's just too many vulnerable people uh, out, out in the world right now, and we don't, we don't want to have any issues with that. So let me go ahead and pull in our, our uh, next caller, and I've got somebody from an 8238 number, 8238, are you with me?
2: Yes, I'm here, Lori. How are you doing?
0: I am doing good. Hi, Mark. How are you doing today?
2: Good. Doing really, really good. Really good.
0: Wonderful. Well, Mark is uh, this magical uh, musician who plays so many instruments, and he has this band called the Mark Arneson Band, and I was able to hear him and his group the other day, and they are just fabulous. Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what all you're up to?
2: All right, so, um, yeah, we we put this band together about a year ago, and, and it's actually been doing really well for only being together a year, but it's a band full of veterans. We, You know, some of us have played on the Tonight Show and the Master Orchestra and just, just a whole bunch of different things, major blues bands around the Midwest and stuff like that. So we're kind of just friends that got together and decided to do this, and it's, it's fun. It's really a lot of fun. So, So, yeah, we're having a blast.
1: Now you
0: you have um written and and um put together a new song. Why don't you tell people about that and and how that okay. happened and what's going on with the song and then if you want I can I can play a portion of that or we can play the whole song it's up to you.
2: Yeah, you can. Yeah, whatever you think. Um should I tell talk about it first and then we can play it? Sure. Okay. So I um um for a while there I was, I was playing a lot of blues festivals around the Midwest and I kept running to this guy named John Blues Hammer Hammer who emceed a lot of a lot of those and um, got to know him, got to be friends. And, and I noticed John was posting a lot of his writings on the internet. And so I got a hold of him one day and I said, how would you, you ever thought about putting any of these to music? And I don't think he ever thought about it. So we grabbed, I, you know, we, I grabbed some of his songs and stuff like that, and some of his lyrics. I'm sorry, and um, and put music to it, and so um, it's you know all this stuff is very uplifting, very you know in that vein of stuff, and it was really it was very cool, and uh, um, so then we decided to I have a recording studio, so we decided to record the song, and even at that point, we were talking about possibly doing this to a charity cause or an organization or something, just something, doing something good with a song. And so the, the band members were up for it and stuff like that. And we recorded it two days ago. But uh, um, so, so we have a mutual friend with Diana Pierce and I was watching her. What's next. I seen you were on that and I got to know a little more about um, Alzheimer speaks. So then that's when I contacted you and then we started talking about possibly doing a music you know, venture thing down the road. And I talked to John, I talked to, you know, and stuff. And we decided that we'd like the proceeds to go to your organization, which is Alzheimer's speaks. So it's kind of a nutshell, just kind of what happened and where we're at right now. So, Well,
0: cool. And I I was like so honored when you reached out, um, you know, Diana Pierce used to be an anchor here in in Minnesota, and is just so well respected. And um, it's just a lovely, lovely uh, woman to deal with. And then, you know, to to make this connection with Mark, who has this huge heart and um, just, uh, again, is so talented. So let's go ahead and um, we'll play a portion of the song and then we'll come back and talk about it. Okay.
2: Okay, sounds cool. Let's hit it.
0: just i love the song it's so upbeat and so much fun um i did it come together pretty easily for you guys Bark.
2: um yeah 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 i produced it and arranged it and 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 that and so being i have my own recording studio i could sit down and just kind of fine-tune and stuff and then these musicians are just incredible so they came and they came and just nailed it And it was just it just worked out pretty pretty quick and pretty fun so that was cool
0: well, that's neat. Well, I, why don't you tell people how they can, how they can uh, download and, and get the song and also support uh, some dementia services and things at the same time. We're really excited about uh, being part of this. And, um, and then we can talk a little bit more about what we're thinking about kind of for this music event. But tell people how they can get the Clarion Call song.
2: Yes, um, so it's on all streaming services and platforms. So that means, uh, where do you start? Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, um, Spotify. I, you know, just, you know, and then I'm just going to start. I'm going to put in reverberation here pretty quick, too. But I'll, but all of those, you can find it. You know, you can find it on those. So you just go there and download it, and the uh, proteins go to Al- um, Alzheimer's Speaks. So, it's a, okay. you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Wonderful.
0: So wherever you're used to listening to your music, it should be there. And if it's not, let them know that it needs to be. It needs to get there. So, um, or you can reach yeah. out to myself or or to Mark um, as well on that. Mm-hmm. Now this this music event you had approached me with it was just kind of fun, you know, getting together and and talking about it. We were looking at trying to do something this summer, and with the coronavirus and not kind of knowing where all that's going. Uh, We're kind of thinking maybe we'll put that on hold a little bit uh, because, you know, our population can be so vulnerable and we don't want to add to that, needless to say. Um, Mm -hmm. But we were looking at having, you know, Mark is so in tune with musicians all over the place. And, um, you know, from large to small, we were looking at having people perform. So um, he's got some some great uh, names that you've been talking to. You know, we would love to have, like, the the Giving Voice Choir, which is a choir made up of people with dementia and their care partners, all kinds of things, to also having uh, music therapists involved, maybe in between sets and being able to do some educational programs and and then combining that um, also with a resource fair so that people can get information and then um, we were also looking at maybe having a, a hiring area um, so people could find out about jobs in the industry because they are badly needed and everybody is so short staffed. So we'll be keeping you posted as our as our plans grow for that because that will be really something very, very fun to pull together. And if anyone out there is listening is interested, um, please reach out to me. You can get a hold of me at Lori, L-O-R-I, at Alzheimer's speaks.com so it does have two s's in the middle and one at the end um anything that you want to add to that mark
2: um yeah i was pretty um fired up that's like the musicians that i contacted they're all just fired up you know to um to get involved in this and that's like you know they're just wondering when and more details stuff like that as it goes down the line it's like i like um well Geraldine and is one and then Ricky Peterson was on tour with Fleetwood Mac is another one, and jelly Bean johnson and cat perkins and and just the list just goes down down you know it's it's just it'd be an it's gonna be an incredible an incredible event when it happens so it be yeah a lot of fun. I think
0: so too, I think so too and people you know everybody loves music, and music is so powerful, and that has been. Um, proven research-wise, too, especially with dementia patients, that it's one of the last parts of the brain to go, and I know I witnessed that with my own mother, you know, just the power of music, and even when she couldn't talk, uh, she could sing, and even when she couldn't remember the words, she could still keep up with the rhythm. And and mm-hmm. then you would just look at her eyes and her smile and she was just so joyful. Just always so joyful oh, yeah. when when the music yeah. was playing. So um yeah, we've we've talked about um, you know, with, with proceeds from that type of event, being able to give back maybe in a musical way to the, the dementia communities. Mm-hmm. So if that's MP three players or, you know, there's there's all different types of, of ways to be able to structure that. And so if you have ideas on that please reach out to us as well. Or if you're interested in being a sponsor, participating, we're pulling a list together and planning, but we just want to make sure that it's a, it's a, it's the right time. And it's the, um, and, and that it becomes a dynamic event that, that really helps our community at large, um, that is, that is struggling with this and, and raises awareness and, mm-hmm. and education at the same time. So Mark, I can't thank you enough for, um, you know, pulling that song together, Claire and Colin, again, you can find that wherever you download your music. And, you know, if you purchase that, a portion of that will go uh, towards funding future dementia events. And um, check out the Mark Arneson Band. You know, if you're in the Twin Cities here, they're, they they do a fabulous job. Um, Mark, how did they find out where where you're playing and things?
2: There's a Facebook page called the Mark Arneson Band Featuring Me Adore. Go on there, and um, you can. You know, There'll be a bunch of stuff on that you can be okay. check out. So, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, well, thank you. It's a public page, so it's a, it's a public page, so everybody can get on it. So.
0: Okay. Great. great. All right. Wonderful. Well, thanks for all you're doing, and we will talk soon. So I appreciate all right. the work and, and the work of the band, and um, uh, again, beautiful song, clarion call. So thank you.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you. All right. Thanks a lot.
0: Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, yeah, it's uh it, it was just such a surprise and such an honor when Mark Mark reached out with that song and I, I just find it so uplifting. Now I wanna give a shout out to our friends who are working on a film called Determined, which is a documentary film that tells the stories of three ordinary women who have become extraordinary and uncommon advocates due to the fact that their family history um, has a line of Alzheimer's disease in it. And they uh, have made this film and it's gone into different film festivals. But of course, they always need more money uh, to to get it out there, push awareness. And it's it's really interesting because it shows them at home, the doctor's appointments, the whole nine yards. Um, And again, it is called Determined. And you can donate if you'd like to help support that film by going to documentaries.org. That's documentaries.org forward slash will-i-be-next. Again, that's will-i-be-next. That was actually the name of the film when they first started out, it's it's changed uh, changed names a couple of times. And again, if you're listening, um, please feel free to uh, to call in at three two three eight seven zero four six zero two. That's three two three eight seven zero four six zero two. And if you are maybe a business listening. Um, we can also help you expand your brand footprint. Just email me at Lori, L-O-R-I, at Alzheimer's dot com. That's Lori, L-O-R-I, at Alzheimer's Speaks dot com. Now, I, um, I also want to mention that we have a gal here in Minnesota uh, that is putting together a dementia-friendly worship at Hazel Park UCC Church, um, and that's at 1831 Minnehaha Avenue in St. Paul. And she is uh, gonna, they're gonna kind of pilot this out. They're doing the worships on Mondays, uh, March 23rd, April 20th, and May 18th at 10 a.m. And you can email her to get more information at DementiaFriendlyWorship at gmail.com. That's DementiaFriendlyWorship at gmail.com. Now, we have another person on the line here, so I'm just going to pull them in. Uh, This is somebody from a 762 number, 762, um, you are live and on the show. Uh, Do you mind stating your name? 762, are you there? Sometimes people will just call, and this is how they listen to the show, too, and don't want to talk. Um, But I will give them just a second. 7620, are you there? I guess not. So um, that number had been kind of popping on and off. So um, maybe they are at work (laughs) doing some other things. At this time as well. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Mayo Clinic. They are also seeking caregiver participants for a study called Fostering Caregiver Connections via Technology Platforms. And they're conducting this study to learn whether caregivers would find value in a technology-based program that matches current caregivers of the person living with dementia to another person who is also a caregiver or has been a past caregiver for that purpose of emotional support. And who can participate is current or former caregivers of a person with some form of dementia like Alzheimer's, uh, FTD, Lewy body, et cetera. And the study is, uh, the format's going to be focus groups to give feedback on the value and uh, content of a technology based matching program. And you can get more information by calling, um, let's see, Emily uh, Farah Miller at uh, mail, and that number is 507 284 1324. You call Emily at 507 284 1324. Three, two, four, and uh, and check that out. The University of Minnesota here is also looking for volunteers for a brain imaging study. Um, in order to qualify, you have to be between the ages of 60 and 89. You have to be in good health, and you can't have any diagnosed history of a neurological or major psychiatric uh, disorder. They said the participants will um, be involved in 14 hours at the CMRR, which can be split up uh, between four and six days. And um, there'll be some blood work in, involved. There'll be a neurological exam. There'll be a brain imaging, which would be an MRI or a PET scan. And you can earn up to $600 in compensation. And, of course, their supportive team would be there to assist you through through any appointments. And you can get more information on this brain imaging study by calling 612-625-3246. That's 612-625-3246. Um, let me see here. I also wanted to give a shout out and I thought somebody was going to call in about this, but uh, once in a while, you know, schedules change. But um, a little while back, we had People Power on and they um, they have a new study that's out. It's called Presence Caregiver Research Pack. And you can participate in this study and get about $1,000 worth of, of technology that you get to keep from different types of sensors in your home. And you can earn at least $150 for completing a, a quick and easy questionnaire. And you can find out more information by visiting their website um, at presence, and that's P R E dot family.com that is uh com to be able to learn a little bit more about that or you can always go to one of our um, past shows too and you'll get information on that as well looks like we have a caller from a uh, 5995 5995- uh five nine nine five you're live and on the air. Do you mind stating your name? I am Michelle
3: Mason from Chicago.
0: Well, hi, Michelle. how are you doing? I'm so glad you were able to call. Oh my goodness, oh
3: my that probably was me going in and out. has been so busy, so I do apologize for that. And um, I'm very excited to just listen to all the wonderful things that I've heard on the show uh, today. And I was calling because I just wanted to update on an event that we're having. So actually, I'm a community educator volunteer for the All Times Association. And so we're being more aggressive now with grassroots efforts because there's so many people that are still living in silence with the disease that are within the community. So we're partnering with a lot of community-based organizations, community influencers, to assess what the needs are in the community and then providing more educational programs. So coming up, we have an event called Spring into Healthy Living. Mm -hmm. So if anyone lives in the Chicagoland area, it's going to be Thursday, March the 19th from 6 to 7.30 p.m., and the low, if for more information about that, you can be feel free to contact Philip Bennett, who is the community outreach manager and educator, and the number for that is one eight four seven 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 nine six nine five five. Wonderful. Can you tell us a
0: little bit more about the agenda and what somebody can expect uh, by coming to that
3: event, Michelle? Okay, so we're going to be reviewing tips for the latest research, and then we're also going to be providing the necessary resources that um, each individual needs. And so if there are any concerns, if there are any questions, we're going to be there for support and to navigate you through whatever your needs are. Well, that's fantastic. We we
0: can't have enough of those. I had just mentioned. I don't know if you caught it earlier. Uh, the group that I work with in Minnesota, we had to cancel our educational program because two people are sick, and um, they didn't. And one just got off a cruise ship, <laughs> and so I thought, I not know, we think we better cancel just to be on the safe side with the coronavirus going around and and having a, a vulnerable vulnerable group of people. So yeah no matter what is happening with this virus and things we still have got to stay connected with our communities and um and be able to educate and and learn from them as well and collaborate with them to to make a difference and improve things so um that is fantastic michelle do you remember how we
3: connected originally oh my god it was so long ago don't 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 ask me to tell you the date because then i have to share my age <laughs> um, At that time, actually, I was working in long-term care, and it's been over 18 years since I've been within the long-term care sector. I thought it was more important to um, be in the community and advocate for those that were at home and suffering without the support. So that's why I just kind of transitioned in my role a little bit. But I do remember I had – I was – a memory support coordinator and also activity director. I had various different hats, and I started a program that just kind of navigated from having an activity-based calendar to a menu-based activity program where it was very individualized and the participants got to choose what they wanted to do, what was important to them, and not what we thought was important.
4: Hmm.
3: Well,
0: and you, I remember I was, so impressed with you and it probably was about 10 years ago because I think it was when I really first stepped into this space and you were you were doing these salon programs and doing all you know you had professional photographers and makeup artists and musicians that came and um, I, I was just like wow this girl is powerful in what she is doing and you were, had this passion and it was just endless kind of like Suska who I was talking with earlier, it was just one of those, you know, good energy people. And, um, we've, you know, we've not met in person, but um, you've been on the show in the past and and, um, just are doing incredible work. And um, one of the things you mentioned to me when we were um, chatting, this was a while back,
3: but that you were starting to work with teens. Can you tell people a little bit about that as well? Working with the teens? Okay, so that's actually a recent project that I'm working on, and I just happened to be educating a group of seniors at a nearby YMCA, and there was a young lady there, and they were in a dance class, and she said, well, hey, you never ask us about the Alzheimer's and dementia, and I didn't even, it it just never occurred to me that so many children that are being raised by their grandparents, And not just their grandparents, but now because we have people in their 30s and 40s and 50s, early onset being diagnosed, that they suffer in silence too as well. So Mm -hmm. I thought that it was, I mean, imperative, and they were very well spoken in regards to sharing their feelings and emotions, and they needed an outlet. And so they were like, well, can you come back? And I was like, well, I only came here to do this, but I promise I made a commitment to them. To come back. And so I go back actually on a regular every, what's that, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to ensure that they have that platform to talk about whatever feelings they have. And so I think oftentimes we hear about spouses um, that are caring or older care partners, but we don't really talk so much about the children. And I think that that's something that really needs to be addressed a little bit more. I wasn't even aware of any resources. That were available for children So if somebody knows that Please please, uh, feel free to share Because I need to know those things Too as well Yeah and
0: I I don't think that there are A ton out there Um, I I think you're correct on that I know I had interviewed A a few people over the years Some teenagers and and they said um, You know They approached their schools and said You know what you have groups for everything else Why can't we have one why can't we have a support group? And so and the school said, you're absolutely right. There's there's no reason that we cannot, you know, do this for you. And so they kind of got in there and, and um, kicked up the dirt and talked with their counselors and said, uh, you know, we want to we wanna develop a support group. We want to raise awareness. And so um, I know that's happened in a few schools. I, I still don't think we hear about it enough. Um, But it's very, very important. Um, I know when I used to go to the schools and I used to educate on aging and dementia, and it was shocking. It was absolutely shocking how many kids um, were affected by this and how they felt um, kind of misplaced in the family hierarchy because, you know, they mm-hmm. used to be kind of the important one and now they, now their position had kind of slid in the back, but no one was really talking about why, but they felt the dynamic change and they wanted to help, but yet they felt like they weren't allowed to because it wasn't talked about because the, the family structure wasn't comfortable. And I think parents a lot of times feel like they're shielding their children and kids have a lot of energy and they've got a lot of creativity and, you know, what a, what a way to, to let them see all of life and experience it and, and help support the family structure. But we can't do that when we don't have these conversations.
3: Absolutely. And I, I agree with you because, you know, being, for me, being African American, I know I come from a culture where you keep house business, house business. So it's things mm-hmm. that's not spoken about. And so I know it was interesting because one of the young ladies said, girl, I don't talk about this outside the house because uh, my grandmother would be mad at me. But it places them actually at a disadvantage. We have to have the conversation because she's actually the care partner for her grandmother because the parents are absent.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, if we're, I mean, if we're not giving them the tools that they need and, and as young adults, they're already going through different challenges, you know, especially in the areas that I serve. They have to deal with violence. They have to deal with truancy at school and all other different elements. They have to think about whether or not they're going to eat from day to day, and so then they have to come home and care for a grandparent. That's a lot, and I could see where that would be something that would trigger towards depression you know, suicide. And so for me, I know that I needed to be proactive with these kids. And so now we're currently working on a project um, called because they like to dance. So you have to meet people where they are, especially when you're dealing with children. What are those things that spark their interest? What are those things that they're interested in? So they wanted to dance. Mm -hmm. So what a better way to release those feelings and those emotions. And so we're working on a project called If Alzheimer's Could Dance.
4: So in this
3: dance, yeah, in this dance, it it just shows just, you know, different stages, different feelings, different emotions, and I can't tell you, it's so liberating for them. Mm -hmm. It is so liberating for them. So if there's anybody that's listening, I'm telling you, dancing, it, it works. They love it, whether it's ballet, jazz. Uh, tapping, you were just talking about music earlier. Music is a universal language, and not only is it just good for somebody that is living with Alzheimer's disease, but it is also good for children that are dealing with it to be an outlet. exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, I'm so glad that you uh, were able to call in today and give us the update. Why don't you give people information one more time about your March 19th event and um, how they can uh, get more information on that.
3: So, again, it's called Spring into Healthy Living. Um, it's healthy living for your brain and body, and it's going to be tips on the latest research. It's Thursday, March the 19th of this year, and it's going to be from 6 o'clock to 7.30 p.m. If you have any more questions, you can feel free to contact 1-847-779- 6955, and that's Philip Bennett, who is the Manager of Community Outreach and Education. Also, you can call the 24-7 hotline, and they can give you the information, too, as well, which is 1-800- 272-3900. And I just Before I leave, I just want to let everybody know that there's no need to suffer in silence because there's people out there that advocate for you, that love you, and we're here.
0: Wonderful. And I have to give a plug for the 24-7 hotline. Um, The last, especially two years, I have been hearing um, just uh, people so pleased with the response and the professionalism and the resources that they are giving just over and over, again. That has been a lifesaver. Uh, so that 24-7 uh, hotline is, is really helping a lot of people. So thank you again, Michelle, for your work and calling in and sharing what's going on. I'm going to get on. We've got, I we only have under 10 minutes left. I can't believe how fast this hour goes again. And I've got a couple more callers I want to get to. So thanks again well, for thank your you work. So much. And stay in touch. Thank you. Bye now. Oh, you too. Um, Bye-bye. We've, Bye-bye. We've got a caller at a, let's see, 715 number. Caller at a 715 number. You are live and on the air.
4: Hi, Lori. This is Greg McCarthy from TheraCare in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. How are you?
0: I am doing wonderful, doing wonderful. Thanks for calling in, Greg. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, what all you do? And, um, and I believe you were going to talk a little bit about the, the presence uh, caregiver uh, program as, as well with the, uh, with people power, if I'm not mistaken from my, my notes here that are kind of scribbled all over the place. That,
4: <laughs> that, that is, that is correct. Yes. Um, and, uh Yes, yeah, so we're, we are we uh, are a home care agency in the Bay Area. Uh, my background is I'm a physical therapist, and uh, we've had a business for about uh, nine years now, and, um, you know, with all the challenges going on in the shortage of caregivers and trying to help keep people safe and thriving at home at, at an affordable cost, uh, but with more knowledge uh, to treat them proactively than reactively, we've... Uh, We've really uh, been excited about using the uh, People Power Presence family package, and so we launched that about a little over six months ago and have had great results with that so um you know we've we've been able to to offer as what we call hybrid care that you know includes a hands-on caregiver in the home, but also uh, gives us a lot of information on what goes on when a caregiver's not there, uh, you know allowing someone again to. Uh, save on the cost of a, a hands-on caregiver being there, but also keep them safe uh, in between. And a lot of the information we're getting on, you know, daily summaries and trends that are going on with the client when we're not there are extremely helpful um, in us providing the proper care for them, including, you know, hey, mom is uh, used to just get up one time at night. Now she's getting up or four times? Should we look at changing care? Does she have something else going on medically? Uh, so it's been really great. And the more things we're, we're learning from our families um, with the, the the presence family uh, package uh, uh, over time, it has, has been great. And what we're really trying to do is, I know, the, the as my friend um, over at uh, People Power, Tim Nelson, has said, you know, we're trying to change what was once tried to make a, a smart home help seniors that wasn't all that successful into an intelligent home, you know, kind of combining uh, hands-on care with, with this technology. So, so we're super excited and we're adding more clients uh, all the time and uh, really, you know, looking forward to the opportunity of of bringing this technology with uh, this hands-on care in the home care space.
0: Well, it sounds like just such a nice compliment um, because, you know, people get nervous when they're home alone Um, As well, and so knowing that there are some, uh, you know, some sensors literally in place that can can help and then be able to communicate, you know, if there's if there's an issue in things, can you um, in in just like a minute, tell us um, Mm -hmm. how uh, how the sensors are used and how uh, you're saying it's helping you collect data and things. But can you point out the different ways that
4: that works? yeah it's pretty basic. The sensors are um pretty much the same sensors you would use for a home security system so they're you know they're non threatening they're not camera based um so they're not you know snooping in on you. but what they do is they um they use machine learning so they they know through entry sensors and motion sensors when you're moving through the house you know when you're spending a certain amount of time in each area. And what is, you know, over time, what is a normal amount of time for you to spend in each of those areas? So, for example, if someone goes to bed at night, activity decreases, they get to go to the bathroom, the machine or the technology learns that, hey, it normally takes mom about three minutes to go to the bathroom. She's back in bed now. We're good. Mom doesn't return back to bed. There's not motion. Maybe something's going on. We need to, you know, uh, ramp this up. Call someone uh, either in the family or push it to an emergency call center to make sure you're okay. It'll also, you know, get an idea of, you know, are you opening and closing a refrigerator and getting fresh food? Are you going and opening and closing, closing your medicine area, taking your medications? Have you left the house that in that normal time at night that's not normal for you to be going out? All these things, it it, it picks up behaviors, and what is you know, quotes normal for you, and, and then it will send alerts if something is is not normal. What we've really found is, is families are really uh, kind of excited about the, the positive daily summary, right, not just like, hey, you know, uh, I, you know I'm looking for this, this alert that, that says something's happened, but it's like, hey, mom is doing pretty well. And so just this added technology uh, is has been helpful in providing that. You know, also we're going to be adding, uh, or People Power will be adding, you know, more biometrics, knowing what's going on with blood pressure, things like that. So we really get a, a good view of what's going on with, with that senior senior and keeping them safe and healthy at home, especially if they have dementia or things like that where we're not quite sure, you know, if they're safe, are they out at night, are they coming back, um, things of that nature.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that, that's absolutely fantastic. Now, um, my understanding is the, the package doesn't come with a camera, but have you added any cameras? Have you found that? to be in need or not? Because I know sometimes people think technology, and then they think somebody's watching me, you know, physically all the time.
4: Yeah, a good good question. Now, it does support a camera if you'd like it. And I actually do find it, um, we're doing that with one of our dementia clients uh, right now, you know, in the entryway. So, I can get an alert. If, you know, someone's coming into the house to visit mom, I want to know who that is, right? So it doesn't rely on a camera, but you can add it. And there's a lot of other things you can add to um, make it a more robust uh, solution depending on what the needs are of the client. Um, and absolutely.
0: Okay. Well, wonderful. And um, you said your your home care is located in the Bay Area. If you want to give out information, Regarding that, please uh please feel free.
4: Yeah, yeah. So we are uh Thera Care and our website is ww.tharahomecare com. We're in the San Francisco Bay Area and uh you know, and for people power uh, the solution, as you mentioned earlier, and had a nice conversation with David Moss uh, a week or so ago. Um, they are have you know, they have open enrollment for free packages for those who meet the requirements. And you can find out more about getting a free sensor if you have a diagnosis of uh, dementia or mild cognitive impairment um, uh, and are living with um, a family caregiver. You can go to uh, research.presencefamily.com and apply and and hopefully that can help you out.
0: Wonderful. Well, I thank you so much for calling in and spending time with us today Uh, for our listeners. uh, Again, thank you for calling in and joining. It was, it's always nice to get an update on what people are doing out there. And um, I don't know, to me, it just, it kind of lifts my heart uh, and gives me great hope um, hearing this wonderful energy that people have and, and this commitment to shifting our dementia culture from crisis to comfort. For more information regarding Alzheimer Speaks, just visit our website. Uh, There you will find um, a link to be able to um, go to our projects and initiatives. If you're looking at speaking and training engagements, I'd love to talk to you uh, regarding that as well. We also list uh, poetry and some writings uh, about dementia. On the site, uh, there's information about becoming dementia-friendly. The list kind of goes on. And as Suska had mentioned, uh, you can find out more about Dementia chats. Those are those facilitated conversations with people with dementia that tell us what they like. And then every Friday, we um, just started at the beginning of this year launching Dementia Quick Tips, which is just information I wish someone would have told me. So until next time, we will talk soon. Our next show coming up is going to be about Project Lifesaver. And remember, all of our shows are archived. Talk soon, everyone. Bye now.